Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 10.30 a.m. here on the 20th of August. Thank you for joining me this morning. Ontario schools return in September. I just want to make a couple weeks away. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Man, it's just nice to be back. Two weeks vacation, first week back to work. And of course, this week back to work was just brutal. You know, so yeah, um, my absentees, you know, probably longer than expected. But I did tell you back at the end of July that uh, I was going on vacation for a couple weeks and then returning and that. So yeah, back to school in a couple weeks, you know, what's going to be happening there. Um, they're talking about that um, uh, mask wearing uh, will not be mandatory in all of Ontario schools this, uh, this September. Um, all of the, um, I guess, recreations, extracurricular activities will be back in full swing, which, you know, is really important. I mean, learning in the classroom is one thing, but doing the extracurricular activities that the schools offer you know, especially, you know, in sports um, to get back and to be able to do that again um, for everybody's um, mental health, mental well-being and being to able to socialize um, that way. Um, but you know what, you know, the government here in Ontario, um, they're saying that they're still going to continue um, to provide free high quality masks for students and the uh, N95s for staff if they choose to use them. And that all which remains unchanged. Now, <clears throat> Implementing, you know, in this year's health and safety plan. Um, we know that, you know, last year that the, the mask mandate was lifted in the schools last year and the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario called the move premature at the time when they did that. But you're still going to have that option. So... If you see students 
and you're a student and you see students that choose to still wear a mask, that's their choice. You don't harass them. You don't intimidate them. You don't bully them if you choose not to wear a mask. I still see people wearing masks when I go to the mall. I see people still wearing a mask when I go to a variety store. I still see people driving around in their cars wearing a mask and only being the only driver in the vehicle. I've seen people walking down the street still wearing a mask, people riding a bike wearing a mask. I go to workplaces and even the world of the workplaces that I go to that the workers are wearing a mask. And that is still even in some places that I that I deliver to or pick up at is mandatory for for you to wear a mask to enter the premises. They call this the seventh wave. I don't know what's going to happen in the fall. I don't know what's going to happen over the winter time. Are cases going to remain unchanged? Are cases going to go up? Are cases going to drop? It's just going to flip flop all over the all over the place. And COVID nineteen is probably here to stay. It probably isn't going to go anywhere. It's not going to be a seasonal. Um, a seasonal, like the seasonal flu, you know, when it comes around starting, you know, whatever in, in, in the fall, whenever flu season starts. No, this is going to be all year long. Summer, fall, winter, spring. So we choose what we're going to choose. We're going to do what we're going to do. Here in the province of Ontario, you know, outside of businesses, I mean, generally, I mean, we don't really have, you know, any restrictions. You know, what I see is basically is everything is left up to you of what you decide what you want to do. If you're going to go to uh, a healthcare facility, whether it's a retirement home, a nursing home, a hospital, You still have to wear a mask. In the other places, you don't. You don't even have to show proof of vaccination. There are still federal rules that are in place. And not just here in Canada, there's still federal rules in the United States when it comes to the border crossing, too. I think it's, you know, I hope, but all I can say is that I hope that, 
you know, when the, when the kids return to school, whether you're going to, to, to grade school or you're going to high school, you're going to college or you're going to uh, go to university, you know, you're going to be living in the dorms, whatever the case may be, the choice is left up to you. Unless, unless the universities and the colleges turn around and say, oh, no, you have to wear a mask. Well, then so be it. But it's, you know, it's not, it's not mandatory. We know what happened, you know, throughout this whole pandemic, you know, with all the closures and, and, and kids being out of school and all this online learning difficult for a lot of people, difficult for a lot of children, the parents juggling work and, and stay at home and, and everything else and, and the mental health is all taking its toll. And it's still taking its toll. Now, you know, when they, the government is going to be, uh, have the N95 for, for staff, um, those N95 masks, my opinion is that those N95 masks are for healthcare professionals. They should be layering, layering up. Why are teachers getting N95 masks? You know how difficult it was at the beginning of this pandemic and, 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 the, and the healthcare professionals you know, working in our hospitals didn't have all the supplies that they needed. And then when they're trying to order these N95 masks from, from uh, 3M, you know, the United States is trying to hoard them. Telling 3M in the United States, oh no, you're going to give us the N95 mask first before you give it to anybody else. Well, maybe we don't have that shortage now. I don't know. Now, I don't know. Because this actually, I want to save the discussion for Chris Byrne. Thank you for joining me this morning, Chris Byrne. I want to save the discussion with you when we can do a show together and we can talk about um, the school bus and getting ready, getting ready for school and what the rules are going to be. So I don't want to, you know, even touch on that subject until, you know, Chris Byrne and, and, and I can sit down and we can discuss, you know, what is going to take place for the school year in the transportation and that's so I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave that one alone. So now now last month, I guess the minister of education, um, was committed in keeping Ontario's 2 million students in class for in-person learning for this school year. 
Now, some of the actions that they've been taking are, are deploying over 100,000 standalone um, HEPA filters units in classrooms, in the learning spaces, enhanced cleaning and continued access to rapid, the, the rapid antigen test as well. And they are talking about that they were going to remain focused on providing students with a positive, safe, and normal school experience. And this is what we're all hoping for, right? Now, since the Ontario government dropped the widespread COVID-19 testing in December, medical experts say it's hard to know the true number of COVID-19 cases in the community. Probably for the last year, we had no idea. No, no idea whatsoever. If you felt ill, whatever the case may be, you know, there wasn't the, you, you know, you weren't, they even stopped the PCR testing unless you were an essential caregiver or you, or, or you worked in, in the medical field. Or you had to go get your own test, which was the, the rapid test. And sometimes that wasn't perfect. You know, um, Back in uh, early January, at the beginning of January, I came down with COVID. I did the rapid test and said I was negative. I thought, well, that's impossible because I'm in the same household with somebody else who has COVID. How would I not have it? I was lucky, though, because being a central caregiver, I was able to get the PCR test, which then proved I had COVID. And even if you do, and if you do use that rapid test, you know, do a couple tests just to make sure. So, I mean, that's up to you. I mean, that's going to be up to every single parent. It's going to be up to, to whatever. I mean, if, if parents still want to take that, take that route, and using the rapid test on their kids, you know, throughout the school year and on themselves. You know, um, coming this fall, I mean, I mean, there, like I said, you know, a few moments ago, though, too, that, you know, being in the seventh wave and, and potentially heading into an eighth wave. You know what happens when the fall comes, the winter comes, everybody's indoors. You know, cases go up. Whether that's going to happen this fall, I have no idea. This is going to be a wait and see. I mean, they're not ruling anything out. Now, the school boards, you know, had the ability to mandate masks for all staff and students, even if the province only specified mandatory masks for certain uh, grades and ages, you know, but since this, 
the mask mandates were lifted last spring, um, the current legislation removed that option. And we can't, you know, basically say, oh, we want everyone to wear a mask because under the legislation, we can't do that. So, like I said, you're going to wear a mask. If you, if you still want your child to wear a mask, and that's fine. I mean, I've seen, and, and like I've seen, I've, I've gone to the malls, like the shopping centers, and I've seen parents and kids still wearing masks. While they're indoors. The important thing here too, ladies and gentlemen, is that, you know, when they get back into classroom, they're going to have their uh, their extra curriculars, activities. Well, I just got a, a text from CRISPR. CRISPR and I know one another. Um, if you have a headpiece, if you have, uh, if you do it, if you want to do it through text, uh, CRISPR, but if you don't have like a, uh, an earpiece to prevent echo, then, um, yeah, you want to, it's probably harder to get your point across if you, if you want to text, but that's entirely up to you. If you want to try to call in, you're probably just going to get echo if you don't have an earpiece. So, I also heard, I don't know whether this is going to take place or not, but um, for it, for instance, as a, last year they were, they were talking about um, you know, over the winter months, you know, when we have a snow day, schools will be closed. They're talking about having online classes during those days. They know, they know how that, you know, throughout this pandemic, when, when the schools were closed, they, 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 know how well that went didn't go very well you know so i guess you know it's like anything else i mean um when it comes to vaccines and stuff like that you know either get it yourself or get it for your kids or whatever the case may be if you don't you don't Now, one thing too, like I said too, you know what, um, like I say, where people, um, you know, people are going to decide um, and hopefully nobody will be shamed or embarrassed because they choose to wear a mask. But the more people who wear the mask, the more and the more people are vaccinated, the better protected everybody's going to be. That's your choice. 
and do what you want. I'm sure the kids too, you know, I mean, sure. I mean, this is the 20th of August. Um, they're probably ready to go back to school. The parents out there are just counting the days to send their, to, to send their uh, kids back to school. It's been a long summer. It's been, it's been a long summer. It's been a hot summer. You know, even college and, and university students probably excited to get back. Um, well, you can try, CRISPR. You know, go ahead. Go ahead and try. And see what happens. I don't know how well that's going to work out or not. You there? You there? Yep. How does that sound? Uh, sounds like a transistor radio. Does it? All right. Well, I tried on speaker because I can do it on speaker. Yeah, it's not too too bad. I'm not getting. I'm not getting any echo. All right. Well, we'll go with that for a little while. See how that works out. Okay. So you're asking about schools and the protocol for the buses and uh, students. As it sits, masks are not mandatory. Uh, it's by choice, elementary, high school, doesn't matter. Um, also, disinfecting is no longer required on buses. So between runs, you don't have to disinfect the bus. As it sits. We're gonna wait. I know we're. They're saying we're in the seventh wave. Um, I don't know if you've got numbers of what we're sitting at in numbers in Ontario, but it doesn't seem like it was or is as bad as it was. Yeah, we don't like. Like I said, they don't have a count. They they can't. We can't determine. You know how many cases are are, are still out there. I mean, right. We have. We we have absolutely no idea. Last year, as an example, in our division where I work, we did not have, with any student, any positive cases. Mm -hmm. So just let, sorry, go ahead. What? Yeah, so just people who are coming on the show and people who are on the show right now, just let you know, CRISPR um, works in the uh, uh, transportation, the school bus. Um, that's what he does. So that's why, you know, I want to do like a, um, like a whole segment, but we can do bits and pieces and stuff like that. We can get into more detailed things, you know, as we're getting closer to school, school, stuff like that. But so the driver like yourself and other drivers, um, will they still have to wear a mask? Uh, no, not mandatory as of the school year. Not my, yeah. Cause I've seen, like, I've seen like, um, um, you know, the, um, the wheel, the wheelchair accessible vans going around and stuff like that. And people are still the drivers, you know, um, still wearing a mask, uh, uh, school buses being used for, um, uh, 
for kids over the summertime to, to, to go to their activities. I've seen them, them the, the drivers still wearing a mask. Right. The wheelchair buses um, are normally going to uh, doctor's appointments, medical facilities. So in that division, they are still required to wear a mask. Okay. Because they're dealing with vulnerable, uh, could be vulnerable sector. Someone that's dealing with an illness that could be prone with the, what do you call it? The, their immune system being weaker. Yeah. I mean, the most vulnerable people, right? So, um, a real, uh, Real wise production uh, says, he says, well, you don't have to disinfect anymore. He says, that's crazy. And that should always be, be a requirement. Talking about the, the school vehicles and, and, and stuff like that, that you were saying that even in between runs that you don't have to wipe down your bus, you know, coming the school year. I mean, is that something that drivers will probably do anyways? Uh, yeah, majority will just because uh, now become part of the uh, like the thing on the bus, your ritual. Yeah, doing your routines, whatever you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Down everything. I will. Wait yeah. Bus. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that. I mean. Because people's gotten into this routine over the last, you know, um, two and a half years. You know, that in between runs, you know, once you dropped off the kids in the morning time and then you've parked your bus wherever you park your bus and then um, give it a wipe down, go have your lunch and then return to your run when it's time to do that. Right. We would have to wipe down normally our bus in between public school, high school. So four times a day. Right. We would wipe down after we drop off elementary, then we would wipe down after the high school. I will continue to do that because it's just easier and it's part of my uh, ritual. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's just, you know, um, I mean, we don't do that in our own personal vehicles. Every time we get in and out of our car, we come home, we park and we don't do a wipe down and stuff like that. And meanwhile, we've been out touching everything. We've been out around the, uh, uh, the general public, you know, um, in close contact, not wearing a mask and, and, and stuff like that. And we, and, you know, touching the, the, you know, opening up the door to go into, uh, into the building and, you know, then touching our eyes, touching our mouths and, and everything else like that. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, I mean, like I said, they, you know, they don't have any idea because they're not doing, you know, um, the, the P like the, the PCR testing, unless you are, you know, working in the healthcare field and stuff like that. But the antigen rapid test, I mean, you're not going to get any information from that because, you know, people, you know, they said, okay, well, you know what? I got COVID, see how it goes. I got to take my five days, whatever the case may be. Unless things progress and they actually get sicker, then they go to the hospital, then they can track it. But they can't track any cases just, just from the rapid, rapid end of the chat, uh, from the, from that rapid test, because generally people have, have, um, um, mild to, to less than that of symptoms. Right. 
Yeah, so they're not going anywhere. They're going to say, okay, you know what? I got to stay home for five days or whatever until this clears up and then I can go back to work or I can go do whatever I want to do. But there's no, there's, there's no way of telling, you know, what cases are out there. Only the ones that end up in the hospital, you know, because when you do go to the hospital, they test you anyhow. And, and some end up not knowing right away that they had COVID and they end up with COVID. Then you have people who have COVID end up in the hospital. That's, I mean, the, last that's the only year, tracing that they have. Last year, we were in the uh, sort of a way that with COVID and people that decided not to get the vaccine had to submit, uh, I guess what you're talking about, a rapid test every three days. Yeah, they, I don't even think that's even mandatory anymore. Not anymore, not this year, but we're going one year later and look at the drastic change in uh, protocol. Yeah. We went last year where I had uh, someone on my bus at work with me. They did not get the shot. They refused to get the vaccine and they had to, they were given a box of the stuff and every three days they had to submit uh, a test not COVID positive. Yeah, yeah. But majority of the employees in my company uh, were properly vaccinated. Mm. Well, that goes out saying, you know, with the trucking industry, you know, 90% of the truckers were vaccinated. It was that few fringe out there who just simply was not or refusing or doing whatever the case may be and then, you know, they're going to block the, the border crossings. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Right. So, um, like I say, 90% of the industry was vaccinated. So, yeah, my wife, uh, last year, a couple of years ago in the transportation as well, I uh, was doing the airport, bringing people back to Canada. Uh, is she started before, um, like the vaccine was available and she was in close contact for sure with people that were, uh, tested positive for COVID and she did not end up getting COVID. Well, pretty lucky there. But yeah, she was doing, uh, the airport stuff, bringing them to hotels where they had to quarantine well that there were people on her bus that were positive. Yeah. Yeah. And was she was she also wearing a mask though? Yeah, she had full PPE. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. mask, the old uh, gown, the booties, the gloves. That was the protocol up until last year and two years. She that contract is up now, but when it started, yeah. full PPE right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, um, what was it here? Uh, top officials um, in, in the United States are, are calling on Canada to, um, to lift the, um, the, the Canada Arrive app or the or that policy um 
asking the Canadian government to, you know, like the Arrive Canada app that everybody has to fill out before you come to Canada. Or even if you left Canada, you're coming back in, you still have to fill in, you still have to um, do the Arrive Canada app. So they're calling on the Canadian government um, to, uh, to scrap it. And uh, nothing like really, you know, for part of this article saying that the government may even continue this as just a um, uh, arrive uh, into Canada, um, regardless, you know, then I'm thinking, you know, what about, you know, they want, they, they want Canada to, to scrap that, that, that policy. Well, and how about the United States scrap the policy of being vaccinated of going into the United States? Because that's the only way you can enter the United States via land border is that you have to be fully vaccinated. And that goes for the same as any essential worker or, or uh, uh, like just the general public. And they're talking about, oh, it's hurting both sides of the border's economy and, and, and things like that. You, even to come into Canada, I mean, you, you have to be fully vaccinated. So scrapping the Arrival Canada app, filling it out and, and all that information, doesn't it doesn't even make it any sense of what they're asking because they need to scrap. If they're going to do this, then they need to scrap it both ways that you do not have to show proof of vaccination to go the land border between Canada and the United States. And they haven't done that yet. No. 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 I mean, the United States uh, was was the first to say that um, all essential workers must be vaccinated entering the United States. They were the first. And then that's when Trudeau turned around and said, okay, you know what? All federal workers, including the trucking industry, has to be vaccinated. Well, you know what set that off? You know, the Karen Carnival in Ottawa. Right? So, yeah, they had some hiccups with this Arrive Can app. You know, people who are fully vaccinated, filling out all their information and, and, and stuff like that, and uploading their 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 um, their, their their vaccine, they end up, you know, getting a message saying you have to quarantine, and people are going, "Oh, what the hell? Uh, I'm fully vaccinated." So they had some glitches, right? So. Um, so she wrote on the so she wrote to the Canadian ambassador to Washington, you know, this week with a request to stop requiring people to use the Arrive Can app if they want to enter Canada. And they talk about this glitchy this glitchy uh, impediment to travel with no public health purpose anymore. And then all she says, um, all it does now, she said, um, is confuse people and make them less likely to cross the border. Well, we've had this, 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 one of these rules now for, uh, you know, a little over a year. And I mean, if you don't read news articles or, or whatever the case may be, then you end up at the border, you know, with, with your passport 
and you haven't filled out the Arrive Can app, you're not coming into the country. Right. Right? So, and that's just, and that's the same thing Canadians go into the United States. You have to show proof of vaccination to enter the United States. So, the United States needs to lift that. If we lift that, if we lift that rule, filling out the Arrive Can app, then you need to lift that rule that you don't need proof of vaccination to cross into the United States. And I'm sure there's people in the United States and businesses in the United States saying, saying, you know, yeah, like we don't, why, why do we need show, show proof of vaccination to enter the United States? Okay, we'll get on the subject a little in the future. I'm going to hang up and just keep listening to the show. So if you can yeah. find me. <laughs> well, you have my number. No, I mean, I got to get driving again. Yeah, no problem. So I'm going to continue to listen to the show, but we'll get on the subject a little more when we can both be uh, in the same room. Okay. All right. We will talk to you soon and enjoy the listeners. All right. Thanks, Chris Burr. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, Chris Burr um, works in the, in the, uh, school bus industry and that so um yeah hopefully uh we can uh get into the same room here because the other microphone here is sitting empty and the headphones are sitting up on the shelf here and and that so um yeah so you know like i said you know so you know, you get these top U.S. Republicans urging Canada to scrap the Arrive Can app. Well, you know, scrap, then scrap the mandatory vaccine policy entering the United States. You know, don't fire the gun this way because you're not happy about something what Canada is still doing. You know, take a look at the own side of your border and see what's going on there. And say, oh, can we lift that policy? Can we lift that requirement for Canadians and, and anybody entering the United States that you don't have to show proof of vaccination? And vice versa. Still, there are still the, the you know the truck drivers out there who are not vaccinated, who chose not to get vaccinated, they still cannot cross the border. They chose that. And then they chose not to work. And then they wanted you to feel sorry for them because they said the government has taken away my job. I can't work anymore, which it was a bunch of bullshit. I'm a trucker. I've been a trucker for a very long time. There's no shortage of work in this industry. They could have found work very easily. I mean, this industry is hurting for drivers. And it's going to continue to hurt for drivers. And the shortage of drivers is only going to grow larger. So this, you know, so, you know, as, as we, like I say, I mean, as, as we come, uh, 
coming into uh, like we still got. I mean, we have lots of summertime left, right? Another four weeks of summer until we get. You know, even when we get into mid September, you know, it's still relatively pretty nice. And even the beginning of October, you know, generally here across Ontario, you know, I mean, at Thanksgiving, and we we're sitting on the back patio, you know having Thanksgiving dinner outside because it's still that warm, you know? So now we could talk right like when we get deeper into fall, like when we get into November, you know, and then it starts to, to, to cool off and get lots cooler, more people return to the indoors and just maybe, I don't know for sure, but just maybe we may see or may or may not see an increase in cases of COVID. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. You know, even 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 the the, uh, the top medical professionals, they don't know for sure neither. And there's going to still be no way to tell how many cases are going to be out in the community because you just can't go and get a PCR test. You'd have to do the rapid test. And then that is not recorded unless you end up in hospital. So we'll have no, we'll have no way, but what we might see is uh, shortages in, in, in more and more in the workplaces, you know, maybe in, in the education system it, with teachers being off, who knows, maybe that's when we're going to start seeing, seeing numbers, you know, right now, you know, here in Ontario, you know, our healthcare system, you know, um, it's slowly deteriorating. Shortage of staff. It's summertime. A lot of people are on holidays. Still, a lot of employees. You know, coming down, coming down with COVID. You got to remember where they work. They're working in our hospitals. So. Who knows what's going to happen when the fall time comes? I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just hoping, you know, um, I'm hoping for the best. I really am, you know, especially when it comes when it comes to our to our young population, our our, our children, you know, returning back to school and being being able to complete a full school year without any interruptions. And I would hate to see it happen. I would hate to see, um, you know, the, the Minister of Education and the Minister of Health and the top doctor of Ontario saying, oh, you know, we have to close down the schools for the next four weeks because, you know, we have a big outbreak in the schools. We don't want to see that happen. So I guess still, like I said, you know, I, mean, I said from, uh, from the onset of this, everybody has a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility to take action. Everybody has a responsibility to protect themselves and protect and to protect others. And that's entirely up to you and on, on how you want to do it or if you really want to do it or not. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll have to wait and see, you know, when and, and, and 
if, if things how things are going to transpire. You know, when you get into the when you get into the colleges and in the universities, you know, which I think already, uh, CRISPR, that you know, students are starting to slowly move back into the city or cities across Ontario, like Windsor and London, Toronto. You know, where these uh, big universities are um, here in the province. And we know what that transpires into coming into September, you know, um, with the partying that they do, the homecoming. Um, we'll have, have to see what happens. And, you know, I don't know what the what the polys of the university and the colleges are going to be because, you know, I'm, I, I've been out of, out of school for, for decades. <laughs> That's what it seems like anyways. You know, long time, but anyhow, don't matter. Um, I don't know what's, you know, what's going to happen there, you know, because I know back, you know, um, last year and that and stuff like that, they had, they had major outbreaks in the dorms at the uni, at the university of Western Ontario here in the city of London, you know, so hopefully we don't see that again, neither. So, um, now, you know, we're talking about this, this, uh, the Canada arrive app. So, I mean, for that information there, you go on the, on the Canadian, uh, um, arrive can, and it gives you all that information, uh, about what you need to do, um, how to fill it out. If you plan on coming to Canada, um, the Trudeau government. Um, has given no indication it intends to scrap the app. And the federal official, officials say the app actually saves time by automating questions about vaccination status rather than having travelers answer them verbally. So, I mean, whether you fly into Canada or you use the border and then the... the uh, border agency is going to stop every single car and ask you 101 plus questions, holding up the line, more delays of coming into Canada or crossing the border. So wouldn't it just be easier to just fill out that online information Submit it. They have it. And that's the way we go. I mean, look around the world. I mean, it's not just here in Canada where we're having problems at the airports or we're having problems getting passports. It's happening all over the world in major airports, even in the United States and Europe. You know, and, and people... I can't believe what I hear from people. I mean, they're bitching and complaining. They're, they're, they're bitching at the government. They're bitching at the airports and, and everything else. And meanwhile, the problem is, is the people. Everybody wants to travel at, at once. And it's like, lo and behold, I got to renew my passport. Or I actually have to get one. Because I never had to do this before. And everybody went and did it all at the same time. And then they wonder why they had del uh, delays at passport offices. 
you know, think when you fill out the application, you hand, you handed, you hand, hand in that information, you know, you don't get that passport right then and there. It might take up to a week. And then people thinking that, oh, I just have to renew it. They booked their trip. And now they can't go on their trip because they can't because they can't get their passport renewed. Well, they can get it renewed, but it's going to take a lot longer than they thought. And then they start bitching at the government and they start bitching at the airports for all the delays. It's unbelievable. I mean, people can't even sit back and even take a breath for one second and, and look at the whole picture to see to, to, to see what's going on. Now that you can travel, what in the world do you think was going to happen? And that's not just here in Canada. So, if you already have your passport, and if you had a 10-year passport, or or you, or, you know, back uh, during... uh, COVID time, you you had you you did get the opportunity to renew your passport, you know, because businesses were open and, and that service was available. You know, it's just like people um, renewing their license plates. I hear it here in Ontario, Canada. I mean, we we used to have to pay one hundred and twenty dollars and get a sticker to put on our our plates to show that our plates are valid for that year or two years or whatever the case may be. That's not the case anymore. Right. But you still have to renew. And so they can't say, oh, it's been too busy and and I couldn't get in and and stuff like that. You know, that's why you do shit online. Isn't that, you know, technology, isn't that something? Isn't that just amazing what we have? Because when I was growing up, there was no such thing. There was no cell phones. There was no laptops. There was no computers. Hell, there wasn't even AC. There was no air conditioning when I was growing up. So you had to do things manually. You actually had to go and get off your ass and go do something. But now you can sit behind your desk in front of your laptop here and there's no excuse not to to, to fill out the, the rival can app, and there's no excuse for people here in Ontario not to renew your license plate. It doesn't cost you anything anymore. So, you know, all I can say to people, I mean, stop bitching at the airports and stop bitching at the government because it's the people. Maybe you should have thought about that long before you decide to travel that say, hey, you know what? I got to get a passport. I'd like to travel someday. Or I got to renew my passport because, you know, coming the fall, I want to go to Florida for the winter. Oh, no, we all just sat around and waited for the last minute. And then we all jumped up at the same time. And now we have this massive backlog. And delays at the airport. And that and that just that just files into other interruptions. Now you got the delays at the airports, you're gonna miss your flight, or you're gonna miss the connecting flight, and all this shit, and then you're gonna complain to the airport, then you're gonna demand a refund or a rebooking of some sort. 
You know, who, th who do you think caused that delay? We did. Not the airport. The airport didn't cause the delay because, because we got a million people standing in line waiting to, waiting to go through customs. We caused it. It will iron itself out. It's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, look what, I mean, I mean, if, if you know, so this is uh, the middle of August. And then, you know, people, uh, maybe October, November, they, they, you know, people like to take off, you know, for the winter or whatever the case may be. Oh, maybe just people just want to go to Cuba or something, or they want to go to the Caribbean, you know, or, or, or whatever the case may be. They want to go to, to, to Southern Florida or, or uh, Texas, you know, um, wherever they want to go. Well, don't sit around and wait for the last minute to, to, to go do something. And maybe, you know, then we get into the Christmas holidays. The busiest time, one of the busiest times, you know, for travel time. And in the American Thanksgiving is a huge, huge travel time. Huge travel for Americans over their Thanksgiving in late November. So if you plan on going to visit relatives, do something about it now and don't wait for the last minute and then bitch and complain because you can't get it on time and you booked your flight and you lost your flight. Whose fault is that? It's not the airport's fault. It's your fault. Now, if they if they turn around and and uh, you know the safety minister uh, of Canada uh, has suggested, like I said, the arrive can app could be used in the future as a way of automating cu uh, customs pre-screening. Something Australia has already done. Save you time at, at the customs when you arrive into Canada uh, at the. Uh, Toronto International Airport and, and you got to go through customs. It's going to save you a lot of time. They already got that information before you arrive. It's just like truck drivers. They have this electronic um, it's, it's called ACE. It's an, an entry for truckers. Right? That's already forwarded to the United States Customs, even before the driver arrives at the border. Saves a lot of time to have all that information already done. So when you get to the border, that's part of the pre-clearance. Yes, truckers are subject to other things. We're subject to inspection. We're subject to uh, x-rays. And sometimes both at the same time. But at least we already have that pre-arrival already done. So why not have it for every citizen who wants to come to Canada 
already fill out the pre-arrival information, it just might save you a lot of headaches when you arrive. Then you don't have to go through that 101 question from the authorities when you enter Canada. You've declared everything that you were supposed to declare and hope you have done just that. Because even though you've done the pre-clearance, it doesn't exempt you from being inspected. You can be chosen randomly, even though you filled that pre-clearance, just because, just because they can. But at least it had sped up most of the process when arriving into a country, just like Australia has already done. Maybe that's something that Canada and the United States need to adapt and we're thinking about it. In, in, in Europe, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the busiest airports in the, in the world too, is the Heathrow airport in London, England. Why not have all that pre-clearance done for, have it already done? I mean, how long does it sit down in front of your, in front of your laptop or computer? And if you don't have one, there's, there's a place called a library where they, where you have access to a laptop or a computer. Maybe you have a friend or a relative. Somebody has one. Or, or a smartphone. Somebody has one. So there's no excuse of not doing it. You know, when it comes, you know, even with the airport, I mean, I mean, um, shortage of staff. People are on holidays. I mean, their staff is all on holidays. You're on holidays. Everybody wants to travel. And now we have this huge backlog of everything. And then, like I said, everybody's bitching at the airport personnel. Everybody's bitching at the government. But they don't stop the bitch about themselves because we're the ones who has caused it. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's entirely up to you. Now, it's good to be back. It's good to have you on my show. You guys probably out there thinking, what the hell? Happened to Trucker. Well, the end of July, I was on two weeks vacation. So that brought me back to my first week back to work, which was Monday, which this week was just horrific. My first day back to work after my holidays on Monday, I don't get home until 8.30 at night. And I started at 6.30 in the morning. And then it was 8 o'clock. Then it was 7 o'clock. Yesterday was the first day out of the full week back to work that I was home at 5 o'clock. So 
you know, I, I've mentioned this this before. I mean, doing a midweek show, well, that's all going to depend on when I get home because, you know, when when you get home, you want to unwind. You know, you you know, you just you know got to get your brain back in your head, and then by the time you do that, you feel fatigued. You're tired. And I hate doing a show when I'm tired because then I can't concentrate. Right. And then, you know, listeners on the show are thinking, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I mean, he's all over the place. You know, he's, he's slurring, you know, he's losing consciousness because what's wrong with them? Because I'm, I'm tired. Right. So I don't, I hate doing, I hate doing shows like that. Right. I want to be, you know, I'd be like to get up in the morning on the weekends and be recharged and refreshed to sit down and talk about something, right? There has been from time to time where I popped out in the middle of the week because you know what? I didn't have a super long day. I'm not worn out. And, you know... I'm not sinking into fatigue and then I can concentrate. So for all my listeners out there around the world, who, who's probably wondering that, you know, where's trucker been? Maybe you unfollowed me. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm here. I've always been here. I'm not going anywhere. I was on my vacation. That was my time right and now i'm back giving you my time so just my listeners around the world you know four thousand plus listeners that i have um i'm here i've always been here so i want to thank you for coming out this morning um here on the truckers podcast fyi um i appreciate it coming here and joining me crisper calling in having a bit of a little bit of a conversation but hopefully uh we can connect and uh do some live shows uh whatever your schedule is or how it's going to fit in or whatever the case may be we can do some live shows right here um with the other headphone and microphone in that so um it's going to be a beautiful day here across uh, Ontario. It's going to be a hot one. So stay in the shade. Drink lots of fluids. You know, water really helps. Alcohol dehydrates you. Yes, it's nice to have a nice cold beverage like that. You know, um, but stay hydrated. However, you know, you stay hydrated and, and stuff like that. And enjoy it because it's going to just going to be a super nice day out today. And I will be back tomorrow morning at 1030. So I don't know, CRISPR. I mean, if something like that works out for you tomorrow morning at 1030, um, shoot me a text message and uh, we go from there. And we can get into some more stuff with the upcoming um, procedures and schools and buses and, and how that's all going to work out. And um, 
of course, we'll talk about uh, we drivers out there. Um, like I say, a couple more weeks, and and you know, in the United States, I don't know about all fifty states. Um, schools already back in for kids, so we still got a couple more weeks to go before our kids are going back to school and um, road safety. That's really important. And hopefully we can get on that discussion too, but um, thanks for joining me this morning and enjoy the rest of your day. And hopefully you can join me tomorrow at 10 30. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Take care, everybody, and thank you.